Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with authors Ann M. Martin and Laura Godwin, as well as illustrator Brett Helquist, about The Doll People Set Sale, the fourth book in a series starring two families of dolls, one antiques made of china, the other modern and made of plastic, that the authors originally created along with illustrator Brian Selznick. The new book is being published in October by Disney Hyperion, which is sponsoring this podcast. Anna Martin is the author of numerous books for children, including the beloved Babysitter's Club series, the Newbery Honor winning A Corner of the Universe, and one of my personal favorites, Ten Kids No Pets, <laughs> among many other books. Thanks for being here, Anne. Thank you. Laura Godwin both creates and acquires books for children. As an author, her picture book credits include A Christmas Goodnight, One Moon, Two Cats, This is the Firefighter, and The Ring Bearer. And by day, she's vice president and publisher of Henry Holt Books for Young Readers, where she has worked with authors and artists that include John Boyne, Eric Carle, Mike Corrado, Eugene Yelchin, Jacqueline Kelly, and Ed Young. Uh, thanks for speaking with me as well, Laura. Thanks for having me. And finally, uh, Brett Helquist's artwork will be very familiar to fans of Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events, and he's both written and illustrated picture books that include Roger the Jolly Pirate, Bedtime for Bear, and Grumpy Goat. Uh, Thanks for speaking with me, Brett. Sure. Great to be here. Thanks. So, Anne, let's start with you. Uh, It's been eight years since the the last Doll People book, uh, The Runaway Dolls. Uh, How did you all decide to bring uh, the Doll and Funcraft families back out for another adventure? We have had a lot of fun writing about the characters, and we get lots and lots of letters from both um, boys and girls who are fans of the characters, and almost every letter ends with, um, will you be writing another adventure for the doll people? So um, Laura and I really wanted to, to be able to do that. And uh, Laura, you know, the first Doll People book uh, was published back in 2000, but I understand that, that you, Anne, and Brian Selznick had you know, conceived of and been working on this project, you know, well before that, years before that. Um, what was the path like as, as you originally sort of developed the, the format and the shape that these stories would take? Well, Anne and I had actually started writing the stories, I think, a good five years before that, and we had several rounds of of, uh, figuring out how to work together. And then once we figured that out, just what the story um, would be and how to get there. So it took us several years uh, to to write them, the the first story. And then once we had that done, we spoke with our editor and publisher, Lisa Holton, about uh, different illustrator possibilities that we might use. And we, we looked at several, but in the end, we thought that Brian would do such a great job in bringing the characters to life. And, um, and so once the story was done, we, we got Brian on board and we couldn't have been happier. He, w- he was just so enthusiastic and did such a great job. There's such a wide array of uh, experiences with dolls that one can have as a child, whether it's an elaborate day at the American Girl Place in New York City <laughs> with, you know, lunches and costumes and all of that sort of stuff, or just grabbing a doll at the toy aisle at the uh, grocery store and bringing home a new friend uh, with the milk. Is that sort of breadth uh, something that has been important to all of you from the start with the series, uh, Anne? Yes, absolutely. But Laura and I had very different experiences with our own dolls when we were kids. I actually, I have to admit that I was not a, a 
big doll fan. I did have some dolls, um, and in particular, a giant Patty Play Pal doll that worked her way um, under a different name into um, one of the books and some baby dolls and things and a, a very modern, not like the fun crafts, but a very modern dollhouse that my sister and I played with a bit. But I don't think I was as passionate about dolls as Laura is, although my favorite thing about all of the dolls that I had was making clothes for them. And eventually the doll aspect of the play dropped away and I, I just became interested in sewing. Laura had a, an entirely different experience with her dolls, I think. You were a little bit more passionate with them, weren't you? Uh, yes, I, I definitely was. I absolutely loved playing with any dolls, really, when I was a child. And I especially loved playing with another friend with dolls. And I must say, contrary to how it happens in our story, I actually loved playing with Barbies. And, <laughs> and I played with them until I was really far too old to play with them but still we we just uh, had the most fun making up stories to go along with the dolls and I think that's what um, I've been able to convince Anne to do still as a grown-up in in certain ways you know getting back to the new book a little bit uh, there's definitely some new faces in there for for readers to meet uh, did uh, the two of you have fun uh, coming up with new types of dolls and that sort of thing for for characters to interact with uh, Anne yes absolutely um, I have to say Laura is usually the one to come up with the new with the new characters and I think she had a lot of fun creating um, the sailor doll and all the other characters dolls and otherwise that um, Annabelle and Tiffany meet when they're on board ship. But yes, that's probably one of the, our favorite part of um, any of the books is coming up with um, the new doll characters. Uh, so, so, Brett, you're uh, sort of the newcomer to this project. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you got involved with uh, the Doll People Set Sale and, and what it was like knowing that there was this existing visual vo- vocabulary for the books? Yeah, yeah. I just got a request from Hyperion to consider doing the fourth book and I, I was familiar with the series, but not uh, not well. I, I'd never read them, but I was aware of Brian's work in those first three books. So I was a little bit intimidated at first, but I uh, spent a little time looking at them. And, and uh, you know, Brian did some great work in those first three books. So uh, I w- was a little nervous starting out. But once I settled down and realized that, you know, Brian and I do have some things in common in the way we approach pictures. And uh, I thought, you know, uh, this will work. And then uh, once I started uh, drawing the characters, I spent a little time with his work just to get to know what the characters looked like. And then I had to put it away for a long time and just my own work. But once I, once I got a feel for the characters uh, and felt confident that, uh, that I could, uh, you know, be faithful to what was already done and not that uh, fans of the book would recognize the characters and what I had done, but they still felt like uh, my characters, you know, the way I draw. Mm-hmm. And so you, you feel like you were able to bring your own sensibility to the project? Yeah, yeah. Once I got into and got those characters, it was a completely different setting from the other three books on the on the cargo ship. So that didn't worry me. It was just being true to the characters. And uh, once once I got those down and uh, showed them to Anne and Laura and, they felt happy with what I had done. Then, then it all just uh, worked out just great. Mm-hmm. And you also had some some new characters that you could sort of play around with as well. Yeah, yeah. And then the new ones those those weren't pro- a problem because those I can just create from from my own head. 
And uh, yeah, so that was a good opportunity there too. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we, we've spoken a little bit about uh, the author's experiences with with dolls and action figures and you know toys as a kid. Uh, what, what about you? What were the sort of things that you enjoyed playing with uh, when you, as a kid? I had the old GI Joe, you know, the old fuzzy headed GI Joe. That was the only doll I really remember. And then there was uh, when I was really young, there was a. There was a character that uh, called Major Matt Mason that was a astronaut. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's one not many people uh, can remember, but that was the one I remember as a child. Mm-hmm. And did you end up uh, making up uh, your fair share of stories about uh, some of these uh, characters? <laughs> I'm sure I did. I don't remember any specifically. It was a long time ago, but uh, but you know, I was like any kid. I had uh, pretty vivid world going on in my head and i don't have i don't have any memory of it specifically other than i remember loving that uh that major matt mason character he had a lot of uh uh moon rovers and spaceship toys a lot of gear a lot, a lot of gear yeah it was cool stuff and uh you know because these books uh now have just about 15 years worth of children who have had the chance to read them. I'm curious, you know, what sort of things uh, children have written to you over the years about, uh, about these books and these characters. Um, Anne, you mentioned earlier that uh, it, you're getting letters from boys and girls alike. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would say there are probably more letters from girls, but not that many more. There seem to be um, pretty many passionate boy fans as well, and we've gotten um, lots of letters from entire uh, classrooms of kids that have read the um, the books um, together and, and fallen in love with the characters. I have to say I don't see um, much of a change in terms of the content of the letters over the years. Um, it seems to be pretty much across the board and across the years that um, kids like the mystery aspect of the books. Some of the books have um, more of a mystery um, than the others, but mystery and adventure um, are two things that um, kids almost always um, mention. And, of course, many of them uh, mention that they have their own dolls and they like to um, come up with adventures for them. Um, but it's interesting. I haven't seen um, the content of the letters change uh, very much over the years. Hmm. How about and, for you, Laura? Any uh, particularly memorable letters or things that have stuck out uh, from what you've been hearing from kids? Oh, I'd, I'd agree with that. I don't, I don't think the letters have changed all that much. We, we always helpfully um, get some suggestions of, of what we might do. <laughs> Uh, for the next story, and uh, certainly from boys and girls alike, they often the suggestions often involve um, explosions and <laughs> and um, the ability to fly and car crashes and things like that. So we haven't incorporated a lot of them, but we certainly take the suggestions on board. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how many of those uh, doll vehicles have airbags or anything like that. It's a risky proposition. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that or take for granted that you think that playing with dolls and maybe more broadly, even just the unstructured imagination-based play that comes with dolls or action figures or even Lego figures is an important part uh, of the development of a child. Uh, Laura, is that is that safe to say? That's very safe to say. Is, is this especially true for you, given that you were you know so involved with dolls and that sort of, were you constantly making up stories and adventures uh, with the dolls that you did treasure as a child? Uh, absolutely, and I I think it that's just such a, a fun activity with that's something that kids can do in five minutes, or they can do in 
an hour or they can do in a day and and it can be ongoing and um, I just I think it's such a creative imaginative way to spend one's time that I'm hugely in favor of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about for you, Anne? Are, are you still getting the sense that children, even d- despite whatever digital distractions might be out there or that sort of thing, that there's still you know plenty of time and ability to and interest in sort of you know creating these own sort of narratives through various kinds of toys, whether it's an antique doll or whether it's a you know Playmobil playset or any other sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I certainly hear in. Uh, letters from kids that they have an imaginary world with their own dolls. They often wonder whether their dolls come to life at night or they're stuffed animals. I really hope, though, that kids today have as much time and as many opportunities for imaginative play as we had when we were young. Um, That was really what my whole childhood was about, was Legos and Lincoln Logs, Tinker Toys, stuffed animals, dolls, and creating... um, worlds for them. And even outside, um, my sister and I would set up villages in the trunks of, uh, or the uh, roots of trees in our backyard. And it's just, it's so important. And I do hear about it from kids, but I just hope that they have as much time for it today as as we did when we were growing up and, and didn't have all of the distractions and gadgets and things that kids have today. And, uh, you know, certainly curious to know, uh, you know, what the future holds for uh, each of you. Um, As far as the Doll People series goes, uh, Laura, you know, you said there's no shortage of suggestions about what to do uh, in future books. Um, You know, I know this one is not even out yet, but do you think um, there is interest in uh, further collaborations? Uh, Well, we're we're actually starting on on book five. So um, we hope there's interest, that's for sure. (laughs) Excellent. And um, Anne, uh, I know as far as uh, books for you, for starters, you have another middle grade uh, novel out this fall called Rain Rain. Yes. And uh, can you talk a little bit about that and any other projects we should maybe be keeping an eye out for? Sure, absolutely. Um, Rain Rain is something I'm very excited about. Um, Yes, it's for uh, middle grade readers. It's about a young girl named Rose who's on the um, autism spectrum, the higher end of the spectrum, and um, has um, several, I don't know whether you would call them passions or obsessions, and one of which is... um, homophones, or she, as she calls them, homonyms, and uh, hence the title Rain Rain, which is spelled R-A-I-N-R-E-I-G-N. Um, that's the, the t- name uh, Rain that she's given to her dog, and she's very happy because both her name and her dog's name have homonyms. And it's the story of what happens when uh, a superstorm um, like Hurricane Sandy hits her area, and she becomes separated from her dog, who is, is really the, the anchor in her life. And as far as other projects, the third book in the Family Tree series uh, is also out this fall, and the fourth and final book will be out in the spring. Excellent. Uh, And Laura, how about for you? Are you either writing or acquiring anything that you're uh, especially excited about at the moment? I'm always uh, always excited about things I'm acquiring, but I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Rain Rain too. I, I it's uh, such a beautiful book, and I I'm really so proud of Anne. So I I just think it's one of the best books I've I've read. Oh, thank you. True. So, Brett, uh, besides uh, this book, where else uh, will kids uh, be able to see your artwork in the coming uh, months or years? Finishing up a picture book. Uh in the next few days called Groundhog's Day Off. Uh, I didn't write this one, but uh, it's a 
good picture book about groundhog. Uh, you know, the groundhog gets tired of doing what he does and decides he's going to take a break and the havoc that that causes. And uh, then I've got a, a stack of a few other picture books that I just getting started on. So next next few months and years, there's going to be quite a bit. Excellent. Well, congratulations again to you all on this new book and your other new books that you're writing and publishing. And uh, thank you for speaking with me. Thank you very much. Once again, I've been speaking with Ann M. Martin, Laura Godwin, and Brett Helquist about The Dow People Set Sail, out in October from Disney Hyperion. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. 